2: Hey, everybody, I'm your getting a summer tan bruiser over here. And
0: I'm your pale wispy wizard.
2: Hey, Jake, how's it going? Today we're doing Resident Evil. Wow. Have you ever played Resident Evil? I've played quite a few Resident Evil. Every time we say it this entire episode, we have to say it like Resident Evil.
0: I like to say <laughs> Biohazard. <laughs> Biohazard. I mean,
2: arguably a better name for the series, but holy shit. I got to say this right now, Jake. we'll, we'll wh- Why don't we lead into it with our own experience with the franchise um, and I'll just say generally, and I will get in more detail as we go from game to game. I played a shitload of Resident Evil. Yeah, they're a very popular game series. I've played like every Resident Evil, and I didn't even know that was the case. I mean, okay, sans the ridiculous amount of dumb spin off games that came out. Like in the main series, I played all but five and six. All the way through, I played Revelations. I've played like I, you know, I, I Code Veronica. You played Code Veronica. I played the shit yeah, out of Code own Veronica. A did no, you? No, but like, my buddy did. Uh, I went to his place. And we would play Street Fighter Alpha three, and we play Resident Evil. And you know what? We played the shit out of Jake Virtua Tennis. <laughs> I want to play more Virtua Tennis. I just thought about that the other day. So I was listening to Giant Bomb guys talk about how there's no more tennis. Good tennis. There used to be like so many tennis games every year, and. I immediately thought I was I was actually on a run and I was just like Man, I miss Virtua Tennis. Why do I miss Virtua Tennis? Because Wii
0: Tennis came along and fucking ruined it for everybody. You know what? We're not doing Resident Evil. We're doing <laughs> Virtua Tennis,
2: dude. Just the feel of that game was so good. The different court types would really alter the way the played. I was would more, of, clay, I like more of a clay man. More of a yeah, I could yeah because that was like a speedier bounce, and the really the way the serve mechanics were, were the 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 unlockable characters that you had to try to get fuck I love Dream Tennis. Best game on the Dreamcast. That and Code Veronica. Resident Evil. You went
0: on a journey there, friend. I did. I went on a fun little (laughs) journey.
2: Um, So, yeah. uh, Let's take it back to the beginnings. Uh, What I love... Okay, first of all, we got to talk about Sweet Home. And I love that it starts at Sweet Home. We We still have to talk about Sweet
0: Home. We don't got to talk about Sweet Home. Sweet Home Alabama. Not what it's based on. All right. Based on a dumb Japanese horror movie One thing I love about it though
2: is that I didn't know the horror movie uh, came out the same day as the video game mm-hmm. Which I think is kind of fun They don't do that a whole lot uh, Tokoro Fujiwara Learn that name, remember it If you forget it by the end of the episode We will come after you And we'll do something weird Like put a bunch of spiders in like your mom's socks or something crappy like that, Jake, right? I,
0: I, on, we'll abuse committed. our fans
2: physically or mentally torture them, you're, right?
0: I feel overcommitted. I just, I, I want to just do a fun show about our favorite survival horror video game series. I
2: wanted to hurt a mom, but I guess we'll just continue on with the... Video game series. Turns out the
0: real T-Virus was holding. <laughs> <laughs> Man, there's some story stuff going on in Resident Evil. I guess you could say the T-Virus was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see Fujiwara
2: credited sometimes as Professor F or Arthur King. Those were his pseudonyms. He directed Ghosts and Goblins and Bionic Commando. Those are, like,
0: huge hitters. Uh, especially in Japan. It's a lot of these early... Uh, we talked about it a lot in the Mega Man episode, too. A lot of the early Capcom days, uh, Ghosts and Goblins were, like, their big superstar hit. Uh, it was a hit in arcades, and it was a hit in home consoles. So, like being the ghosts and goblins guy actually gave you a lot of sway especially in those heady days of the
2: 80s and Capcom was an uh, was a arcade cabinet creator for the most part too mm-hmm. right and to, they they it was it was later that they got into the console biz so Sweet
0: Home um, was their first attempt at a uh, yes. traditional story based RPG it's a survival horror RPG before
2: that phrase had even been invented yet it was set within a mansion that has a cohesive intricate layout there are five characters with different skills that are needed to complete the game. I'm saying all of this stuff, by the way, because you'll catch some definite influence on Resident Evil from this. One character has a lighter. Another one has a lockpick, and you have to use all of them in different ways to get through. You can travel with with different combinations of them. You could make them go through the mansion completely alone. You could do groups. There were um, quick time events in the game. There was permadeath in the game. Um, It was too violent to be released outside of Japan, which is hilarious if you go back and watch the footage because it's a Nintendo-ass Nintendo game.
0: Also similar to uh, the later Resident Evil games, uh, it was possible to use up resources and characters too early without any warning, leaving you fucked and having to start over from the beginning.
2: And if you know anything about Ghosts and Goblins, uh, you know that's a game known for its difficulty, and Fujiwara is a guy known for in the game-making world for making difficult-as-fuck games. He's just that dude, right? Um, He also, by the way, worked on Strider and was a producer on Mega Man Games, k k crossovers. so there's that fun little bit. Um, The other person you need to know about is Shinji Mikami. Shinji Mikami. When I say those words to you, Jake, what do you think about?
0: He's a very famous Japanese uh, horror director. Uh, I mean, horror video game director. He's I, worked on a lot of different things. I
2: kept thinking Shinji Akari, which is fun from That's, Neon On Genesis ca, ca, ca. Crossover.
0: I've been a. I've it's been not a, way. a crossover if you just are like Japanese names sound funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he. Uh, his his most recent work is The Evil Within Two, uh, and. Uh, I mean, are you about to talk about how he got his start at Capcom?
2: As a child, Mikami wanted to be a Formula One driver. He was also obsessed with the horror genre and films such as Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Evil Dead. He was studying karate and kendo as a teenager.
0: That's the wooden sword...
2: Bop them up. Smashy, smacky, whatever. Yeah, yeah. We should
0: get into Kendo, you and I. I mean, listen, I love wearing full face masks <laughs> and discipline. He is literally wearing
2: a full face mask right now, and I don't know why he does it. He says it's to hide his hand as if we're playing some sort of intricate mind game while we do this podcast.
0: Golden, please. It's to hide my face from God, which constantly <laughs> f- shames me.
2: Um. So any hoosies, he studied product and merchandise at university, attended a meet and greet for college graduates, uh, and, uh, uh hosted by Capcom. And that is, uh, essentially where it started. But, but what's funny was, I don't know what you were going to speak towards when it comes to his start at Capcom, but he was initially rejected when he, uh, sent his, uh, application in and then they just randomly hired him three months later. I don't know that how that works in in Japan or whatever with hiring people, but his first game was for the Game Boy. It was a quiz game, and it took around three months to make.
0: It was a quiz game about other Capcom games. It's with a kind of a RPG adventure skin on top of it. But he got his he cut his teeth uh, making Disney tie-in yes, games. Yes, I know where this is heading. Where what?
2: What? I Just yeah. he made a really awesome <laughs> fucking game.
0: Oh, oh, uh, you're talking about, of course, Goof Troop for the <laughs> SNES. His last Disney game before being uh, tapped to work on the Resident Evil series.
2: Yeah, where he co- created the character Sexy Goofy, <laughs> which was a hard one for me. That was a real tough. That was really trying to get you, me. No, some no, weird no. Sexy fetishes. Goofy
0: was fine. Sexy Pete, that yes, was the
2: mind. That funk. was the mind killer. <laughs> Um, no, he made Aladdin Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Aladdin rules Aladdin's like one of the best games on
0: SNES, I feel like I mean, I never actually played it Uh, What? I, it wasn't that it wasn't on my radar. Aladdin, you, you know what it was. Aladdin wasn't on your radar. Sorry,
2: you might have to turn the levels down right oh, now. But I'm, peaking, I'm getting furious with Jake, Jake right now. Aladdin's not on your fucking radar. Uh, what is? What else isn't on your radar? Fucking um, Beauty and the
0: Beast or basketball? I mean, do we want to get into? Do you want to hear some real ass shit? Hold Yeah, <laughs> Do you want to hear some fucking do you hear filthy some ass shit? Real. This is fucking the realest thing i have ever said on this goddamn podcast and i am scared to say all right when i was a little kid around this time i went on a summer vacation to walt disney world and there was a cool video game exhibit there and i was picked to play aladdin but it was for the genesis and i didn't understand how the controls worked and i ate a dick in front of all the tourists oh no I was like throwing all my apples. I didn't understand it. It's like and for the Genesis it was built like Super Metroid. It's like an entirely different game.
2: Oh my god. And I was so
0: traumatized by that experience that every time I see footage of the two Aladdin games for the sixteen bit <laughs> systems, I have a micro panic attack. And honestly, if I had a weapon on me, I would lash out at both you and precious super producer Meg, who has not hurt anyone in this.
2: <laughs> I think maybe it's a good idea that we don't do Kendo. <laughs>
0: Fuck, that's an amazing
2: story. Thank you so much for sharing that story. I was almost as good as the story you told in the Q and A about your pants falling down. But we'll leave that to the Patreon uh, supporters
0: to get to listen to. I haven't even told my girlfriend that story. <laughs>
2: that was like well, again. You have so many fucking ruthlessly embarrassing stories. I'll try to come I'm up a with am a ruthlessly
0: more. embarrassing man. God. damn Damn it. Well, Aladdin's good.
2: I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to
0: bring you it can up. shove it up your ass. Well, and you know it it has sold
2: over 1.75 million units worldwide, making Fukawara a a, a, a real successful guy. Mikami? Uh I'm sorry, Makami. <laughs> I read uh, Fujiwara really uh, here because he has a really fun quote about Fujiwara, which we'll go to mm. in a second. Um, he was initially Shinji Mikami was initially reluctant to do Resident Evil because as he put it, he hated being scared and, um, he understood what is frightening. So in other words, I think he's saying here, he was really good at scaring himself with his own mind. And what's funny is Kojima said a very similar thing when it came to him, uh, uh, making horror games. He was like, I don't like working on them because I frighten myself. Which is weird to think about conceptually because I, I mean, I guess I frighten myself in my own little way, but definitely wouldn't be creating a video game. Now, their relationship was really interesting. I love this quote about uh, Fujiwara by Mikami. He says, because they, uh, uh, spoiler alert, they end up working together on Resident Evil. Shinji Mikami as the director, Fujiwara as the producer. And Mikami said of Fujiwara, yeah, he is scary. He's a scary master for me, maybe evil master. I still can't compete with him. I'll put myself at his feet. He has some kind of different atmosphere than other people. He is not big or macho, and he doesn't raise his voice either, but he is really scary. His way is not yes or no, only yes. I learned a lot from him. One big thing I learned from him is creative freedom inside
0: restriction. Which is actually very important when you think about what Resident Evil, the original game was. A bastard stepchild. I mean, a little bit. The PlayStation was, you know, they were building it on the promise of the PlayStation and the idea that the th- uh, the polygonal 3D graphics were going to be a new Wild West in game development and that there was going to be a need for horror. And, um, you know, like uh, everything from like the rendered backgrounds to using like the cheesy full motion video to just even like having enough characters on screen at the same time we're all like you know they were working with extre- the the PlayStation controller back then didn't even have analog sticks yet there was no way to like you know they had eight buttons to like navigate a 3D space. Well, and everything it, they did was a it, compromise, so like a restriction. Hence the tank controls. Um, you because
2: br- so I was uh, gonna say too. Um, originally, and you have to know about Sweet Home. Sweet Home is like a top-down RPG style, but when they got into fights, it's kind of like Shimagami Tensei. Mm-hmm. It would go into first-person view, and you'd see the monster and, and select things. So going off of Sweet Home, which this was originally supposed to be the, the it was titled biohazard and it was supposed to be a spiritual sequel this uh, yeah to sweet home a, a remake i think actually even more than that and so they were that's, working that's
0: the movie looks dumb as hell if I, saw, I tried to
2: watch some of it yeah i tried to like i was like where are the scary parts i tried to like click <laughs> around a little bit to find them and i was like this just seems ruthlessly boring <laughs>
0: it's like boring yet goof like clown <laughs> shoes it's like real bad
2: boring on clown shoes um so so yeah uh Uh, in working on this it was all first person at first it wasn't until they realized that oh we can't really do as much with this it takes too much out of the PlayStation to a full first it was supposed to look like Doom so then they, they saw a game called Alone in the Dark and alone in the dark
0: is um you're in the attic of the attic shittiest of- games to actually play it is terrible it is i mean like they you're going to go into it about what they borrowed from it right? but in terms of actually playing on an actual computer at the actual time it was egregiously awful to play, like physically bad. So,
2: so uh, Alone in the Dark has a fixed camera setup though for it and and you're in the attic of a haunted mansion and you have to try to leave it by solving different puzzles. So, uh, Mikami literally says that if it weren't for Alone in the Dark, Resident Evil would be in first person. Also, they borrowed a lot from the puzzle solving mechanics but there were also puzzle solving mechanics in Sweet Home.
0: Uh, More importantly, the graphics... Uh, in Alone in the Dark were polygonal models kind of superimposed over a flat pre-rendered background that by adjusting the camera angle, it sort of looked like these fully 3D environments. Like if you squinted hard enough, like obviously it was like an origami triangle man with a doofy mustache walking around a fuzzy JPEG, but uh, it worked. It was able to, like the, the limited hardware at the time could give you the illusion of a fully 3D world.
2: So those still images of backgrounds that you see that Resident Evil is so well known for... Uh, that all came out of hardware restrictions. And I think a lot of these early games, I know we've talked about other games in the past, that um, a lot of those staples that they're known for are things that you think are artistic choices. So many of those choices just straight come from the fact that like they have to do certain things just to make the game playable on the on the hardware they're working with.
0: I mean, it's the, it doesn't even need to be said, but the door opening animations yes. are just masking loading times. And even as a kid, I remember like, you know stopping gameplay and seeing that little like flashing like now loading uh you know text pop-up was always just like a knife in the heart no exaggeration (laughs) uh and in resident evil just the simple like like slow it was so scary i was like
2: riveted by it because you're just like it always was this really daunting feeling of like oh fuck like moving forward in the game also meant more more terror and more difficulty even more than like being scared it just meant like fuck i'm so low on bullets i hope there's not like eight zombies in here because i'm totally fucked if there is and i think it's more of that stuff that really worked in its favor with that um it took three years to develop uh it was released in 1996 um and i think the most important thing to know is like just like Mega Man 2 Uh, which we covered before. Check out our Mega Man episode. This was that game that everybody was like working extra hours on after their main work was Mm -hmm. done. It was people, they would pull people who were like maybe in between projects or something, be like, hey, come here and let's work on this. It was deaf, and that's why I called it the bastard stepchild earlier. It it was not getting any kind of focus. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that also tends to breed... A labor of love you know where where these people are just making this game is they want to make this game they all thought it was not going to be a success they all were like I, blown away when this game was at all successful you know
0: I mean yeah it's uh it has a very it's in a very it's it's a landmark uh uh title in the playstation's library it's always on like the greatest hits list uh as a rated mature game as the first taste of horror in that 3D environment like it it's it kind of sticks in a lot of people's minds and it's just so so goofy sometimes uh-huh um we're uh, can we get into the voice acting
2: uh, sure well uh, real quick I I, I I love this quote from y- Yasuhiro Ampo about the team um, there were 80 people uh, towards the end of the games development he said it didn't get any special treatment in fact it got just the opposite most of the time fresh new faces in the company or staff who had extra time on their hands were asked to help with the games development so it's a bunch of newbies who have something to prove which again breeds and I like to just talk about this stuff ruminate on this stuff because I think here is when we find the core of what creates greatness in in any art form you know and 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 this is again what comes up time and time again the team at capcom who made Mega um uh i'm trying to think of of some other examples offhand um uh the cartoon network episode Mm -hmm. um it's a lot of people who are like uh, collaborating the sh- uh, together really hard, creating like really great things, you know, and, and, um, sharing and work and putting in that extra time and, and making sure that sure you're doing your main project, the thing that already sells. Great. Go totally do that. But you got to put that extra time in on that special stuff. If you want to kind of take things to the next level, I feel, you know, you get me, Jake?
0: Nah, you- stick to your routines. Keep your head down. <laughs> Fair day dollar for a fair day's uh, wages. Uh, agree with your boss. Don't wear garish colors. Four uh, twenty. A, a, a tipple of drink <laughs> in the sewers, you'll stink. <laughs> <laughs> so make babies with your ugly wife. But the pe-
2: <laughs> <laughs> but the people who did phone it in we're definitely the voice actors uh
0: I, you can't be okay i'm also, not
2: Resident evil's just go back and play the original not even the remake where no, they, the remake's great where they fixed a lot of things i, I the one of the only games i did i have never completed even the remake because i've just god there's so many other games to play I, I played it for like a little while and i was like this is cool i'm gonna go play something else yeah. now um <laughs> but with uh Resident Evil, I started on the second one and was like blown away by it. Mm-hmm. After, because I just, you know, had played through two and three and still wanted my fix, I went back and tried to play one. And I was just like, oh, this is fucking straight horse shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, it was so, it was so funny how even though they were made just like a year apart from each other, how much more like rudimentary and like fucking janky the first one is compared to the second one. Because it was one. new,
0: it was new hardware. They didn't know what they were doing. Um, they, but here's, here's, here's the big, here's the big thing. We're going to shit on the voice acting, yes. but we can't shit on the voice actors. Why
2: not? I I will shit on them. You're all because bad people. These are. And allegations too. I'll say there's probably some things that they've done that they're not proud of.
0: These, uh, there was no guide.
2: <laughs> Alleged, allegedly. So the lawyers can't get us. They can so easily
0: get us. <laughs> um, there was no guide to how to do all this extensive voice acting. Mm-hmm. In a, in especially for Japanese developers, in a foreign language.
2: So we have to remember, because like, when did voice acting even happen in video games? It came pretty much with this generation with the of concept.
0: CD-ROM technology. Yeah. Um, on PC, there was like a little bit more experience. You know, uh, games like uh, I'm thinking of the Lucas Arts adventure games had like good voice acting. Okay. But that was again for an English speaking audience at, that knew what was being said. The Japanese developers. Like, got some people in Canada. It's a most (laughs) Resident Evil acting is done in Canada. Uh, They, you know, they recorded, like, three takes of each line in a total vacuum without any idea of what the actual plot they're a part of was. And then the editors uh, weren't, like, listening for what matched best. These The Japanese editors were just saying, like, oh, this sounds coolest. Like, the same way, like, if I had to edit... Japanese dialogue I would have no idea what words were being had the wrong inflection I wouldn't know which idioms were being misused I would just listen and be like oh that guy sounds cool in this one so like it's it's you know it was a no win situation basically and so like but I will
2: also say that the voice acting team allegedly met in a warehouse and tortured
0: a boy allegedly (laughs) I'm just throwing it out there but here's here's the most damning thing. Mikami himself hated the Japanese voice acting that they had that they had recorded for the game and decided to only use the English language one with uh Japanese subtitles, even in Japan. Wow. So like he, the the idea of this rough and tumble crew of anime SWAT team cop people, like it was such a mishmash of tropes that like it sounds, it sounds so corny, but it was like their vision of what a cool cop squad sounds like. Totally. So, just something was so lost in translation. So, uh, well, we're gonna play a little game here.
2: Um, our super producer Megan is just gonna pick a random, a couple of different random points in this ten-minute cut of voice acting, and it will assuredly be garbage. So, <laughs> let's uh, let's do that.
1: And also poisonous.
2: <laughs> I told you. Don't worry. I'll just go and get some fresh air and be eaten by a monster. He just sounds like he's smoking a cigarette and eating a hoagie while he's saying that
1: line. Jill, will you do me a favor? (laughs) This is my last wish.
0: (laughs) Please give this photo to my family. Are you the only person here from the Bravo team?
1: Well, because the helicopter made a forced landing, I just ran into this house anyway, but I,
0: uh... Fucking Rebecca Chambers, man. Sexy voice. And allegedly
2: sliced up, up um, uh, three dogs. What? It's allegedly me, Chris.
1: <laughs> is that you, Rebecca? Can you play... Wait, what is that? See? <laughs>
2: Chris, you're alive. My words exactly. <laughs> oh
0: God! <laughs> we must organize a search for the others
2: and get the hell out of here. All right, let's get uh, let's take his advice and get the hell out of here. This this segment is just so we're missing a lot of
0: uh, key uh, Barry Burton lines. You Barry got the Burton. good ones for us. I mean, I don't have them. Uh, li- I mean, any any. F- aging gamer knows like oh you are almost a chill sandwich <laughs> or like uh it's like anything the master of unlocking like it's all <laughs> barry burton's like the kind of older dumpier uh member of the stars alpha team the, oh god fucking stars
2: um, well, we, we can we can speak towards the story stuff at some point today.
0: Um, but the story
2: that is Resident Evil, we can talk about that.
0: God damn it, <laughs> God! How many fucking rabbit holes can you go down? All right, Any- well,
2: well, uh, t- just to wrap up, at least on the first Resident Evil, before we move on, uh, the game had multiple endings. Um, it's uh, I think that's about all. And, and uh, oh, by the way. It, I feel like we didn't actually t- we we like mention this, but don't even actually really talk about a biohazard. It was originally called Biohazard, but then a the Capcom USA people were like, "No, no, no, that's the stupidest name ever. Call it Resident Evil."
0: No, there were some copyrights. <laughs> uh, oh, is that what it was? There were copyright disputes because oh. there was a. Uh, Band that had the rights to the name I
2: thought they were just like That doesn't sound Japanese enough and You should were, call it Resident Evil
0: There was a shitty uh, There was also a game that had come out A shitty PC game mm-hmm. That also was known as Biohazard Gotcha And so they held an employee contest To uh, figure out what had You know what was it going to be And the winning entry was Resident Evil Gotcha Well, And if you think about the origins of Sweet Home You know residence home yeah uh, i think it works as soon as the game series evolved beyond a singular spooky mansion it fell apart but right whatever
2: whatever. It's still an evil in residence somewhere at some point you're gonna walk in a room there's gonna be some evil stuff in there mm-hmm. there you go i'll tell you what this is where i come in resident evil 2 1998 i probably had just gotten my uh playstation mm-hmm. um i remember i was looking for something new to get went to blockbuster picked it up immediately enthralled terrified Mm-hmm. You start on the streets of Raccoon City, one of the best names for a city, by the way, ever. It goes up there with New Donk, and um, I don't even know what else. Uh, Brooklyn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep, the three gents.
2: <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's... it's. Uh, um, you, you start you, in the streets. You get to the police station pretty quickly, mm-hmm. but your uh, the immediate feeling. I if was you like
0: speed run past everything. You can get to Brad Vickers under the bridge real quick and I, get. Get the secret key.
2: I was, like, frightened as hell. I was like, what the fuck? Especially because they just, I'd never in a game been thrust into a situation where it's like, I can't win. I can't kill these guys. Oh, the
0: shit already hit the fan.
2: Yeah, like, I'm completely fucked, and I just need to, like, and, and you're like, oh, oh, like, the moment you get into the, the uh, uh, police station, you're just like, holy shit. And then that utter stillness. There's some really memorable stuff. I remember the, uh, the dogs in the hallway, mm-hmm. right? That, that's the big one, right?
0: Uh, I think it's hallway
2: ha- dogs. It, it, whatever jumps Cerebus, out, Cerebus.
0: They always call them Cerebuses. Uh When when they jump through the window, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: Because they did a re- they did really great horror pacing in that game. They did really great horror pacing,
0: just like they do in films. Oh, that was in Resident Evil One with the. Oh, uh, that was in one with, with just like I they, think it's zombie like zombie arms yeah, shoot out, of, hop out. Yeah, uh, just like in good
2: horror films, they'll establish a space and make you slightly comfortable with that space like you walked down that hallway before and nothing happened so you're like okay whatever you know um, and then you walk back through it and, and it's like the moment they, they do some good stuff with waiting for just the one moment where you feel like you're not thinking about something jumping out of you and then it jumps out of you and and that's, that's why that moment especially is so iconic
0: you know what always got me is uh, the William Birkin G virus monster Mm. The way that it would always just like contort and mutate. Right. Because like I hadn't watched The Thing. I hadn't watched Alien. Yeah. I hadn't watched any of this stuff. So like the low poly aesthetic combined with just like the sickening, sporty, uh sound effects combined with just that gross fucking eyeball sticking out of the like mutant arm just twitching everywhere. Like that burned a fucking impression in my head. Is that in two? Yeah. Two is the William, you know, uh, William Birkins, the blonde scientist guy who like gets shot up by hunk. And then he's like, Oh, to preserve my work, I'll chug this evil juice, (laughs) which is like a constant theme in the game is like, well, I have to fight a guy with a gun. Better chug some evil Evil juice." juice. Um, but, uh, and if it's the G virus, separate from the T virus, the rats uh, eat the T virus and spread it to the city.
2: I like that. That's a smart way to say what it, what went down.
0: You um, know, but uh, the I'll tell you the is in 1998 uh, is the summer. I'm uh, bracing
2: uh, myself, Jake.
0: I was at fat camp.
2: Please. Don't.
0: I was a little boy at fat camp. Did
2: you win any? uh,
0: Oh, I was a sex god there, but that's a different (laughs) story.
2: Um, (laughs) No, it's not. It's the same
0: story. You were a sex lord uh, at fat camp. Here's the thing. Uh, In the 90s, to be sent to fat camp.
2: Also, I'm immediately regretting that I did not go to fat camp myself. You would have cleaned up. Because I
0: would have done so well. Uh, To be sent to fat camp as a boy in the 90s. Uh, you had to have like a medical emergency, and like I just saw an ad and was like, "Oh, this is like, oh, this is nice." Uh, yeah, can I go here? And my friends were like, "Really?" And they're like, yeah, "Okay." <laughs> um, but uh, to be a girl and want to go to fat camp, you just have to be like ten pounds overweight and hate your parents. Ah. So the gender ratio was like three to one, and like I, I like by the very like just nature of that I was a, my heart had a my heart was beating and I wasn't actively in a rascal scooter at age 12 <laughs> I was like hot I was hot stuff at fat camp um so they were, they were fighting over you and stuff yeah yeah I mean I don't want to brag but like
2: <laughs> this is not bragging don't worry
0: uh I touched a boob over the shirt
2: whoa
0: <laughs> whoa
2: dude I mean honestly way, way more than I ever did at that age
0: um but <laughs> Here's the thing. There was one shed where they had the computer lab. Uh huh. And, like, because we were all fucking nerds, we were like, it was like a methadone clinic. Like, your one hour shot at computer lab, like, everyone was just like, no, fu- fuck, man, don't, don't unplug me. I'm not done yet. Shit. <laughs> like, just kids playing Doom 2 with, like, f- blood in their eyes. Uh, and Resident Evil 2 had come out. Oh. And, like, I never had a PlayStation. So, like, just, like, bit by bit by bit me and my buddy played through it and like, my friend was so bored with this game he had it at home and was like already like done with it i was like but then what happens in in scenario b claire well and and, and so you just brought up the zapping system yeah. pew, pew, pew 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 that's right a puzzle is slightly different the future is here each
2: player is confronted by different puzzles and stories so you have two two different players to choose from after finishing the a scenario with one protagonist it's only two players right hmm? only two players
0: right uh, characters the- The two playable characters each get like a different like kind of uh, buddy. Yeah. And uh, once you
2: finish the A scenario, you can go do the B scenario and things will be different from the other character's perspective, which I really loved, by the way.
0: It was the highlight, especially I remember like, again, in the in a literal shed in upstate New York, uh, freaking out during the moments in the B scenario where you get the phone call from the other character that you had played through in the A scenario. And it was like. It was a unique experience. Mm-hmm. It was. It was very. It was, it was
2: very cool. The just having interwoven storylines. It's mm-hmm. neat. It's a. It's a novel idea. Definitely, especially for the time. It was directed by Hideki Kamiya, who wanted to make the game more Hollywood-like than the first game, and I think he definitely achieved that. It felt very cinematic. It felt very. Um, it, it just really was the first game ever, ever, ever that actually scared me.
0: Uh, a lot more explosions. Uh, even more anime shit with like. Um, with like betrayals and double crosses and like corporate yep. intrigue, uh, way more guns, way like ookier monsters. Um, the you know instead of frogs you had liquors, like instead of a bunch of stuff. Uh, the again William Birkin, fucking terrifying, constantly mutating. Uh implanted his own daughter with an embryo which page and dr freud that's fucked up Uh-oh. i don't care how much you science that up you imp- <laughs> you impregnated your own daughter you freak camilla please think about the your words and deeds um Kamiya, of course uh is famously uh uh, went on to help create uh, Devil May Cry. Devil May Cry, which is
2: its own little Resident Evil story, which we'll get to uh, down the line. Bayonetta,
0: Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, Nier Automata, all the... He, he's like a very cool guy in gaming.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. All of those games. I mean, I, I gushed about Nier in one of our bonus episodes. Um and uh, he he's prolific. Bayonetta is phenomenal. I love Bayonetta too, especially
0: uh, on uh, on the Wii U. Mikami actually had a lot of disagreements with the staff and yep. with Kamiya.
2: Yes, uh, Mikami Ka- ended up having to like take a back seat. Right.
0: Yeah, which in the end was good because Resident Evil Two kind of with its kind of more bombastic uh, explosiony uh, aesthetic kind of sh- made itself known and, and broke sales records. Uh, a, you know Resident Evil I think 1.5 is what it's now referred to Yeah. is kind of this uh n- but they claim a nearly completed sequel they
2: said 60 to 80%. So if it's more on the 80% side then yeah. Uh
0: which involved uh I think Leon was still there but it was a different biker girl. They were like no 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 make her give some give her make her different give her a connection to the previous games. Uh apparently the plot would have completely resolved the entirety of the uh, Umbrella Corporation uh, T-Virus outbreak thing, which is insane to me because, uh, again, Mikami wanted to just put a button on the series. Uh, Capcom higher-ups wanted a more expansive metaverse. The nuking of Raccoon City is like such a fucking crazy thing in a video game. Yeah, yeah. A major... The government... Nukes a major American city as an incidental plot point in a video game. <laughs> um, like, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The government nuked an American city. Now, Ada Wong, however, <laughs> let's talk about Ada Wong.
2: So um, funny.
0: The, uh, the cutscenes, the fully CGI cutscenes, are way more effective than the um, than the live action. I was enthralled. Yeah. I probably beat
2: that game over a weekend. I was just, I was playing it, you know, because I wasn't at Fat Camp and I didn't have to <laughs> only play an hour a day.
0: Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> they were, uh, they actually, in the American release, they actually uh, removed some typewriter ribbons for less save opportunities. Ah, yes. And they, there was an auto aim feature in the Japanese version.
2: That's, this is like one of the first times, by the way, that I've heard about them making a game harder for American audiences.
0: They were so because because it was such a cinematic experience, and because the amount of effort it takes to create those uh, assets, uh, like you know they you know they did their best with the zapping system to create reasons to keep playing through it. But if you know what you're doing, you can like blast through Resident Evil Two in like two hours. Mm, yeah maybe Maybe three uh, uh, Super producer man Can you look up uh, Speedrun Resident Evil 2
2: Oh well I mean they're probably Breaking the shit out of it With uh, oh, glitches oh. and
0: stuff But yeah sure uh, Let's see leaderboard Leaderboards Leaderboards
2: sp- there Yeah that leaderboard On speedrun.com The the
0: resource for it Number one
2: j- j- Leon A But that's just for Leon A Oh okay Damn well, though, 48 minutes and yeah. 53 seconds Just for Just for Leon's a completion, but still,
0: yeah. Um, so that's fast within a single rental. You could easily gone through the content of the game. Yeah, and that was like their greatest and fear. That's what
2: it was for me. I mean, that's you know, I, I I'm pretty sure I beat the full thing in Did the you one get rental the tofu period. Tofu
0: campaign,
2: what was that?
0: So if you, I think uh, your reward for because all the games have like they give you a grade rating at the end depending on like if you die, if you save too much, all this stuff, uh, your time, uh, kind of like Metroid. Mm-hmm. Um so I think your reward for beating like both scenarios and then uh like within a certain time frame was you got uh, a hunk mini campaign where you were an umbrella guy named Hunk that's keeps appearing throughout the series he's like the uh, and he's like the third survivor and you get to play through the game with this heavily armed character not the game whatever and if you do really well on that you get to play a special mode called uh the tofu survivor where you're literally a white block of tofu with just a knife and you play through the hunk scenario. Man, you never
2: heard of this? No, that's amazing. Meg,
0: show them show a photo. Uh, Resident Evil 2 tofu. And it just
2: makes me lament the days of PlayStation games and uh, games. So they had such fun, weird. Yeah.
0: That's amazing. The tofu got redder and redder the more damage it took.
2: That's such a fun, weird uh, uh bonus thing. And I just remember like... Remember back in the day, like, NBA Jam and, like, you know, play as George Clinton? Like, people would be like, yeah, dude, you play as, like, a fork. And you're (laughs) like, what? How? And they're like, complete everything... Tony Hawk had all these like. Yeah, now it's DLC. Yeah, now it's DLC. Now it's pay pay for this goofy thing or whatever. But it used to be so fucking
0: cool. It would no, just be uh, like, no supervisor Megan. You do not be. You, there is no mode where you play as a fork in the gym. Holden was go- just running his mouth. If you do a <laughs> fork, <laughs>
2: that's so fun. Resident yeah. Evil Three Nemesis.
0: Uh, so post Resident, so Resident Evil Two, smashing success, cross media thing. It was a big hit in Japan. It was a big hit in America. Uh, you know uh oh my this is the one dumb fact uh while doing research that i actually was like oh, uh leon and claire leon uh kennedy and claire uh Valen- no wait claire redfield uh it's because leonardo dicaprio and Claire Danes were in that dumb of Romeo course. and Juliet movie. Of course. Or at the do you bite the
2: your thumb at me? Yeah. Yeah, don't bite your thumb at you. Do you, do you remember? It's ridiculous. I just remember
0: John Leguizamo as Mercurio. Mercutio. Mercu- Please. You fucking. I'm a Shakespeare, actor. nerd.
2: I am a Shakespeare, little boy. Um, Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. I true. went to Fat Camp and I pity <laughs> you. <laughs> I want that written on my tombstone <laughs>
0: I'm having it crocheted. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: Katsuhiro Aoyama directed it. Uh, produced by Shinji Mikami, of course. He is the man. He's the dude. It's a more action-oriented game. I just I have a, another fond memory of this when this game came out. Again, I rented it. I remember talking to my friends on Monday, and he was like my buddy came over and we were just like we couldn't look at this sc- we were screaming and like like we were all just talking about how f- great and scary this game is and the nemesis thing people like probably look at Resident Evil 3 nemesis is not as good but I was like way into it like just that this was also that, again, br-
0: that the fucking nemesis could break the rules of Resident yeah. Evil was such a mo- which uh, so many more games should do that
2: and and you know we we ha- were flooded with horror games like this now where you can't kill the monster you can only run away Mm -hmm. but this was the very first time i experienced that i don't know if this was the first time it ever happened in games but um uh probably not because there's the big um abominable snowman on the old skiing game for the uh
0: you you were supposed to hit the down button to speed up past apparently right yeah that's
2: what i heard found out uh very way too recently i found that out Mm -hmm. uh but still uh, uh the, you know the Nemesis thing. Uh, I feel like inspired. You know, Amnesia outlast these kinds of games where you don't have the ability to fight back, right? And uh, that was weird so novel for me back back then.
0: Mikami claims that the Nemesis was inspired by uh, the T1000, Robert Patrick in Terminator, the idea that this hyper capable, unfeeling thing is always like stalking you. Yes.
2: Yes, absolutely.
0: Also, like, an intelligent enemy. Again, it just broke, like, enough of the established... It could follow you through doors. Like, there. Fucking terrifying.
2: Makami said, I wanted to introduce a new kind of fear into the game, a persistent feeling of paranoia. The nemesis brings that on in spades. When it disappears after the first confrontation, you live in constant dread of the next attack. The idea is to make you feel like you're being stalked. And I thought it did a great job. I just loved it... Again, they'd set it up so you'd be really comfortable with a certain area navigating it. Oh, Nemesis doesn't come here. This is where I get to solve a puzzle and whatever. And then the moment you got comfortable with the space, Nemesis would inevitably come jumping out and chase you all over the place And that was so great I thought that was Such a fun And then it getting to Conquer him at the end Right Because don't you Like shoot him With like a sh- Grenade
0: launcher At the end You or always something? shoot them With a rocket launcher <laughs> At the end That's <laughs> yeah. literally The whole deal With Resident Evil Is someone tosses you A rocket launcher And you finally Beat the thing Even though the whole Point of the thing Is that it's supposed To like be able to Survive a bunch of stuff
2: so I super loved Resident Evil 3. I don't it's know if a i a have-
0: bioweapon. Why would blowing it up kill it? <laughs> the whole point is that it's easily dispersed and can survive. Look, I'm not one
2: of your floozies in fat camp, alright? This isn't gonna get me to make out with you, okay, Jake? Please. But Can I
0: get some over the shirt? <laughs>
2: <laughs> sure, you can have some. He's touching my again. breast.
0: He's touching my breast <laughs> over the shirt. All uh, right. Uh
2: so yeah, I, I just I really liked it a lot. I don't have a ton on it. Like, that's just that was great. And then now uh, they go off after the success of Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, they go off and form Capcom Studio 4, uh, established in 1999 by Shinji Mikami, Katsuhiro Aoyama, Hideki Kamiya, um, uh, like a real all-star bunch of dudes working on games over there.
0: Now, if you, t- if you ask if you ask the people who worked on Resident Evil Code Veronica... They will claim that they were the ones really working on Resident Evil Three, and that Resident Evil Three was just kind of a throwaway uh, kind of deal to like just get another PlayStation Resident Evil out because Because the hardware, the the PlayStation Two, was coming out, and so they only really had like the window in which to. Sell another hit PlayStation game was closing.
2: Well, also I have it here that it was a, it was originally an unsuccessful attempt to port Resident Evil Two to the Sega Saturn. So then that team started working on but Code they,
0: Veronica. They, Mikami, they did port it to this. Did they? Oh I, no, no, wait, maybe it was Resident Evil One. Uh,
2: it's it says here that uh, uh, they attempted to report it to the Sega Saturn. Um, And then Mikami... uh, And it was unsuccessful. And then Mikami was asked to make something for Resident Evil fans on Sega consoles. So they started working on this Code Veronica stuff. And then... They have got to a point where they were like, well, we should probably put it out on this here Dreamcast that's exploding and is going to be so successful and is not going to like
0: 120 bits of power. How could it fail? It was so I honestly loved the Dreamcast. Everyone though. who had the Dreamcast loved the Dreamcast.
2: But of course, everyone was also loving all those free games. I would love it when, when my when my buddy would come over with his Dreamcast and a fucking one of those giant CD books of goddamn Dreamcast games. You were like, what? You got all these for free? That's amazing. <laughs> and you're literally just like stabbing a knife into the heart of Sega with every one of those that you put in. They deserved it. Um, oh, okay. So what I'm trying to say is... Uh, Code Veronica is arguably Ver- one of the greatest Resident Evil games in the franchise.
0: Yeah, I love more incest and bug <laughs> people. That's great. Bug people! But it was the actual... It was a actual narrative sequel to what happened in Resident Evil 2, where, if you remember, the government nuked a city. <laughs> and uh, our heroes had declared vengeance on the corporation that had brought so much suffering.
2: It's Jill Valentine's game, right? Resident no, Evil no, Code No, no, uh,
0: Claire Redfield, ah. some douchebag named, like, Brian who gives a fuck. Uh, he's, like, real. The voice actor's terrible. The character design's super douchey. Like, he was, like, the most clearly built-to-be-killed side character ever. And then... Um, uh chris redfield ends up showing up and then like the second half of the game is just a dick swinging contest between him and surprise wesker's alive and also he's superman now (laughs) (laughs) mikami described
2: ko veronica as 50 to 60 percent of his perfect vision for resident evil
0: also they used fully 3d backgrounds because the you know the dreamcast such incredible power uh but it still didn't quite look that good because, like, yeah, they could kind of do it on, on Dreamcast hardware. But uh, around that same generation, they were doing the Resident Evil remakes. And, like, those looked gorgeous, even though they still used the pre-rendered
2: back. Yeah. I also skipped over, like, the, in 1987, they re- released a director's cut of Resident Evil where they rearranged everything um, and they were sort of working on different remasters and stuff. Before we get to, uh, I feel like one the title that a lot of people are probably waiting for us to cover on this episode. I would love to just list off to you, Jake, a uh, long string of Resident Evil spinoffs. Are you ready, Jake? Mm-hmm. Why don't you? T- All right, I'll say the name of the game, and you d- you tell me what you think this game plat- this p- game type is. Okay, sound good. Resident Evil
0: Survivor. Uh, cell phone text adventure Light
2: gun shooter Resident Evil Gaden
0: Oh I know this This was a super shitty Game Boy Color <laughs> game Where you yes. played as Barry Burton
2: <laughs> Yes Action adventure You played as Barry Burton Yeah
0: that's real different.
2: Resident Evil Survivor 2 Codename Veronica Which is oh, a fun oh, mouthful
0: Okay light gun shooter again.
2: Um, Resident Evil Remake In that's 2002 Incredible And that's very People good People love it Resident Evil Zero
0: uh, less people like it It involves dumb leeches And uh, <laughs> gender bending opera singer Mad scientist And like cutaways Where like Birkin and Wesker Are just in lab coats Shit talking The Every word we were searching for Was prequel mm.
2: The word we were searching for Was prequel Jake I'm gonna say dumb on that one. leech thing Resident Evil Dead Aim Is that an arcade? Light gun shooter okay. Resident Evil
0: Outbreak Oh, this was like their online RPG thing.
2: Very good, very good. Co-op though is the key word. Co-op. Yeah, That's yeah gonna yeah. come back to us. Resident Evil
0: Outbreak File Number Two. <laughs> I'm gonna guess it's a sequel. <laughs> Especially with that Japanese ass. What a stupid ass. All right. Anyways, it's super. I'm telling you, anime. Okay. This this is what I'm. This is my grand thesis of this entire episode. Resident Evil was never about horror. It was like there was it was horror adjacent. There were horror moments, but it was always about anime cops fighting gooey things.
2: And I will say this. It always started as legit horror and turned into that as quickly as it could.
0: Yeah. As soon as he got the grenade launcher, it's just fucking like oh like i believe in my own justice the justice of america perhaps i let my heart grow too soft with thinking of others instead of myself but now i'm determined to take you down and like it's fucking anime cops (laughs) stars the stars like what the what police force is like has the fucking a team running around resident
2: evil
0: Oh, look, it's a fucking froggy. It's a giant frog. Resident Evil. Oh, watch out. This one's got mutant bumblebees.
2: Resident Evil.
0: Uh, I'm Ada Wong. I'm a sexy spy.
2: (laughs) All right, I got to cut this off.
0: I'm Albert Wesker, and I'm apparently Lex Luthor meets a fucking KGB agent. Resident
2: Evil. Well, I will say this. We're about to talk about one of the arguably one of the best games of all
0: time. Here is the thing: best, yes; influential, yes; uh, balanced, yes. Why do I feel like you are about to shit on this game? Oh no, it's it's genuinely great. Oh okay. Uh, occasionally, the kind of uh, Ashley like kind of uh, what what did, what do they call those like protecting missions? Uh, escort missions. Escort mission. Yeah, the escort yeah, missions are super
2: annoying. Yeah, yeah. But holy fuck, they came out with uh, like I feel like. I remember playing Code Veronica and I'm pretty sure I played Resident Evil Zero as well and being like, dude, I love this franchise and I am getting, this is getting old Mm -hmm. as fuck. Like, I was done with Resident Evil uh, and I think I ended up, I may have played Resident Evil 4, like, with Kissel, with Ben Kissel. He has a GameCube. And by the way, shout outs to Kissel um, uh, because this is his favorite game of all time. He's beaten it, like... 20 times probably. BK for BK. Vote if you it. There live you here. go. Get out there and vote. Uh, uh, rock the vote. Resident Evil I don't Evil f- agree with his
0: policies, but go on.
2: <laughs> Resident Evil 4, um, directed by Hidek. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Directed as by Mikami, this game had multiple versions before it actually came out. It had a lengthy development period. Uh, Four proposed versions of the game were directed. I don't have to get into the dirty details, but I will say this. The first directed, the first version that was directed by Hideki Kamiya, he wanted a very action-oriented game, and this prototype that he created, which was, which was uh, canceled for a Resident Evil title, ended up being Devil May Cry.
0: It had a very gothic atmosphere. It had a very uh, melee-based focused uh, combat system. And yeah, it it was it turned into devil.
2: May Cry. It's bananas too. This game is so bizarre because first of all, that they came out with a Resident Evil that was as successful that was literally considered to be the best game on a, on a top ten list of best games of all time. It could easily exist, and uh, it was like after everybody was like done with Resident Evil. I feel like we were all like Code Veronica came out people were like all right cool dude what 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 are we doing like they uh, they were obviously just putting out shovelware after shovelware title and and then we get to this game where uh, i will say this you know if at first you don't succeed they they had the good thought in their head to not just put out crap when they knew it was crap they had multiple versions and finally Mikami stepped in uh took over as the 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 director the producer was uh Hiroyuki Kobayashi he mentioned how the staff was tired of the same thing they decided to place the camera behind the player character for this one which was inspired by uh the series Animusha uh or or specifically Animusha 3 Demon Siege um and uh they they Introduced a reliance on offset camera angles that fail to obscure the action.
0: The the over-the-shoulder camera that you now associate with everything from Gears of War to Uncharted to basically any, even GTA uses that same aiming system.
2: PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds. I was thinking about that. I was just kind of like, yeah, that's, I didn't know that that wasn't standard until
0: this. Yeah. That's crazy to me. It's I mean, mean, they were solving problems in real time as the technology emerged
2: and it is so much fun to play. It's got, the combat's great. I, I I remember what, there's the big sea monster
0: is awesome. Uh, it's fucking Salazar, the little Napoleon zombie baby. Mm-hmm.
2: Just that whole opening with the chainsaw shit. Oh, the fucking chainsaw guys. Yeah. It was Kill them first. Insane. Like, it was just like, what the fuck is going on? I remember it starts with a bang and it just never lets go and, it, super, and it
0: moves. Uh, it's super campy. Yeah. Like yeah, there's some like jump scares and like uh you know, there's some kind of creeping horror, but like you're saving the president's daughter. I mean, where what is the job line that goes from like, "Hey, you Leon. were not you the guy who was a cop for uh, literally a single day before his city got nuked? <laughs> How do you want to be in the secret service, you asshole?" <laughs>
2: it, it it's I'm I'm uh, trying to remember different moments now. It's been a long time since I played hey, that game it's that dog <laughs> <laughs> it's just i just remember it being so fucking good and being so shocked at how good uh that that is how how good uh that game ended up being and and if you haven't played it yet i think it would still hold up for you go check it out i think if there's one game i mean it is i, again, I remember a lot
0: of people like the wii version with the uh mm. cursor kind of aiming that's weird uh Mm. That makes no sense. I mean, that's how I first Who experienced told you, it. Let me ask you this question: Who told you that lie? I'm just saying it's like, it's like it, it kind of adds to the immediacy. It's very visceral. Aladdin. What was your favorite gun? Did you do the Red Nine? Did you do I, the? I uh,
2: cannot. Rem- I remember though that you got the t- replaying that replaying that game over and over again, which I watched Ben do. Like you end up just with the craziest <laughs> shit. You end up just invinci- an invincible god if you play replay that game like what are you a buying? few times. Like you, what you are just sell him. You have everything. You have just like the weapons were cool. I can't remember exactly what you I gotta was. Got to get into. that
0: XL attache case to make sure that you mm-hmm. have enough room for all of your gemstones.
2: And that stuff was cool. They did like inventory management was kind of was cool in that game. No, like,
0: you know what got me? You know what really got me was um, the fucking headbursters. The idea that some zombies that you killed, like, just exploded with tentacles and were, like, ready to fuck up your shit even more. It was, it was a progenitor virus or whatever these, like, weird. It was a
2: big, fun action game, like, with explosions. It was fucking, it's just great. It was just made to be fun. They kind of let go of a lot of the, um,. A lot of the uh, bullshit uh, kind of stuff that was annoying. They, they. I mean,
0: it's comp- it's almost except like for a few tangential documents. Like, it's okay. These Spanish, I think they're Spanish peasants. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, their ookie ookiness was like somehow ex- the T virus was extracted from it. Mm. But like, you know, you don't really, you know, Ada Wong is there, like, but you don't go into the actual uh, narrative of the Umbrella Corporation and Stars and Raccoon City that much. It's 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 kind of a standalone story. Uh, So
2: I don't know how much more I can even say towards that. Just fucking go listen. Go wa- play it or, or watch a playthrough of it. It's, it's something to watch. Um, Now, the two I don't know as much about, Resident Evil 5 and Resident Evil 6.
0: Oh, that's ironic because they're the best-selling entries in the entire series. I couldn't believe when I saw that because I thought that they
2: were literally the two games that made them be like, hey, maybe we should stop pumping these out and, like, take our time and, like... Which got us to Resident Evil Seven, this is which, where, which is fucking amazing.
0: This is where the kind of um, uh, uh, divorce between like what gamers feel and like the actual reality of who buys and plays video games actually is. Because Resident Evil Five looked amazing. Uh, it, just, I just know it as the game where like uh, people were like, "Hey, is this racist?" <laughs> Oh, uh, You shoot African a lot village. of Africans in the face <laughs> uh, There's, Which is like Okay fine Africans exist It'd be racist to just pretend they don't But then you enter the level where they're all wearing War masks and s- throwing spears yeah, at you And, that's and the only like, cover right. they have Is like a single You can find a note where like someone's like Hey it's weird everyone's getting real like like Crazy and putting on their ceremonial Festival costumes But it's not the ceremonial festival time yet That's odd yeah. Um that's but weird. What it did do was it took advantage of online co-op play, which was super trendy at the time, and it pulled it off reasonably well. So hmm. Everyone bought it to play with their buddies.
2: Okay, gotcha. Because, yeah, I've only heard negative things about this and Six, which also has, uh, which seems even worse. It's it's got like a bunch of different... Six sold gangbusters. It's like four different campaigns, and it's six characters to choose from. It just seems like it's a departure from the series in ways that are totally just off the mark for what I... Like, about a Resident mm-hmm. Evil game.
0: Because it's not about survival horror. It's about anime cops finding goo monsters. And five and six are the most anime cops finding the most goo monsters <laughs> you could ever get. There's a scene, like, it's, uh, there's a scene where, like, Wesker, they bring, you know, Wesker finally does his big spooky plan in five. And, like, Chris is, like, punching boulders on the side of a volcano to, like, fight him. Uh, There's uh, Jill, Jill Valentine. I'm sorry. Yeah, wait. Yeah. Jill Valentine comes back as a fucking blonde sex ninja. It's so fucking crazy (laughs) and so over the top. Right. And it's It's like like Metal Gear or something. Which which on top of that, when you think about all the dumb, crazy, psycho bullshit that happens in the Paul W.S. Anderson movies that we barely even touched on. No, we have. We will. It's about larger than life action spooky ookie monsters and fucking anime cops so uh we're gonna do
2: this uh, uh we yet again we receive another slew of spin-offs. are you ready yeah uh, okay resident evil the umbrella chronicles
0: oh that was like uh that was like good like side mission stuff we right? rail shooter oh okay you're, you're way wrong
2: resident evil mercenaries versus um, I don't even remember That's that. your shitty phone game Multiplayer phone game Resident Evil The Dark Side Chronicles
0: uh, Another Another Is Wii the shooter Time of the Wii So yes okay. It's another shovelware
2: uh, Wii rail shooter Resident Evil The Mercenaries 3D The I, 3D should give you a tip off
0: uh, It's like the Mercenaries mode In Resident Evil 4 But on On in, On 3DS Perfect Resident yeah. Evil Revelations. That's the weird side story.
2: I, I want to say, definitely if you have a 3DS, give it a shot. I loved it. It's by far the best looking game on a 3DS. It looks like a new Resident Evil game, which is pretty superb. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. I, th- I think it's truer to the original Resident Evil games than even like the newer ones we have mm-hmm. that are good. So definitely check that one out. Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City.
0: Uh, That was the one everyone got mad at because it was like an online shooter that had barely anything to do with Resident Evil. Made
2: by the SOCOM guys, yeah. yeah. Resident Evil
0: Revelations 2... Uh, that was the one they released in like little in s- episodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I never
2: played that one. I heard it was all right. And Umbrella Corp.
0: Another multiplayer game that yes. everyone was super pissed <laughs> off at. And if you watch, if you look for footage of it, it is trash on shit. So,
2: and then we get to Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Came out earlier this year. I, I just got to say, it's fucking unbelievable. It's the 11th main entry in the series. The 24th entry overall in this series. 24 games, Jake. It, it's the first Resident Evil to be placed in first person. You can play it. In VR, that was its big thing. It was the first like real PlayStation VR game. Um, they took a note from Kojima's PT demo, which we talk about extensively in the Hideo Kojima episode. So just check that out to get more. Information Had a on that. Western
0: uh, story director who also mm. worked on Spec Ops: The Line.
2: Took a lot of inspiration from The Evil Dead. I've played it. I love it. I think it's great. The last like sort of act of the game is uh, they it changes location. I don't want to give it away too much, but it's kind of like it's, it's kind of. Sub- A little bit Like it's sort of
0: So what is the time frame Between You're just Fighting a naked old man In a car
2: (laughs) That's right You're just in this awesome Texas Chainsaw Massacre house Mm -hmm. And then they like And you're loving it And the game is amazing And then they like Take you away from that location At the end And put you somewhere completely new and you're like why are we doing this and why did we just take away all my weapons now and make me start over which is like an old convention anyways but also not one you usually do in the very final act of a game it was like oh we've given you too many weapons through the course of this game we need to like rewrite it and and, and it's just it, that's the one one big flaw in the game it was still fun even that part was, was, was fun enough but that's his flaw for sure that's the complaint most people have um, but anyways, it was yeah directed by Koshi Naka- Nakanishi, who directed Revelations, who, a game I also felt was quite good, and it had a development team of 120 uh, people. If you have the ability to, I would Horrible absolutely... Horrible,
0: disappointing say. sales numbers compared to the really? true icon of the series Resident Evil 5 and 6. Seriously? Mm-hmm. I didn't know it sold bad. I mean, bad by in terms of... Again, in terms of 120 people paid like real salaries... Uh, like it made money, but not like a Resident Evil amount of it's money. It's
2: so it looks amazing. It's really fun. How it's many really anime well cops
0: were there? <laughs> uh, I'm Did not going to Did Barry Burton make it. an appearance? I'm not going to get into it. How many grenade launchers with acid rounds could you make? The story
2: of Resident Evil is complete batshit insanity. Um, actually, you can definitely make a lot of acid rounds. The story is batched insanity. Just check out the timeline by eligible monsters if you'd like to know more. And that was sent to me by Tommy. Uh, shout out to my boy Tommy. He literally has a giant Umbrella Corp tattoo on his chest, and it's like
0: huge. So I mean, it's there's something really compelling about that universe. There's so much side content uh, in English and in Japanese. So like the biohazard nerds and the and the American Resident Evil nerds are like two different species. Uh, there's like uh, you know there's like themed cafes in Japan. There's like Universal Studios attractions in Japan.
2: It's insane. It's it really has it really has swept the nation in a completely unexpected way. Um, uh, there's comic books out there that they did with for Resident Evil Five. Of course, there's the
0: film series starring Mila Jovovich. And Paul W.S. Anderson at the helm. There you go. If you want to see people do some okay kung fu fighting with some CGI bullshit in a white room while the most obnoxious techno music you've ever heard plays. (laughs) Watch Blade? (laughs) Imagine, what if Blade was like bad?
2: Watch Underworld? It first came out in 2002. Uh, there are six films. There's the first one. There's Apocalypse, Extinction, Afterlife, Retribution, and the final chapter. I can't oh my believe God.
0: Afterlife.
2: I can't believe they made six movies out of that. Um, but either way,
0: Wesker th- ends up as president in one of them.
2: I, I think we. I think we covered it. I think we covered it. Forget about that last statement. Also, I have to mention this was the first episode chosen in the poll for our Patreon supporters. Was 15 it up though? Oh, it was. What do you mean? Was it though? What do you mean? I'm so happy. Uh, Mountain Dew and Doritos lost by one vote It is my Smurfs It actually won by
0: one vote What? If you check it If you check
2: it on your phone maybe Not on my Here's phone Here's the thing
0: We get a vote Which feels inappropriate Because you know Who's for us to decide What our audience wants So you're saying
2: Neither of us are allowed to vote Moving forward?
0: I'm saying that If we didn't vote Mountain Dew and Doritos would have won Well
2: either way Thank you so much That's not true. Either way It's absolutely
0: true that's an allegation. Our, our you need to say allegedly or I can sue can you. Look it up right now.
2: Either way, thank you so much for your support on the Patreon. It means the fucking world to us. It is, I, I would say it was a success so far. Um, we're we're gonna be in touch more with with you guys with our uh, continuing bonus content and all this extra stuff um, for our for our supporters. Uh, but I just wanted to send a quick thank you for that. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. You can um, catch me on Twitch uh, TV forward slash You
0: can find me on Twitter at Best Jake Young. And uh, that's it. Thank you for listening. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra.